Nathan Ragovan is the director of cloud infrastructure at Oracle uh, for South Africa and the SADC region. Uh, Nathan, it's good to see you again. It's crazy times that we are living in at the moment when you look at this incredible digital transformation that's taking place. Um, I think many companies, well, nobody really saw what was going to happen in March with the lockdown and everybody working remotely. Yeah. Um, this acceleration that you're seeing, there was a sharp increase in March and April. Are you still seeing this digital transformation happening? What, what are you seeing happening out there from an Oracle perspective? Yeah, Aki, it's, it's exactly that. There's, there's still an increase. I mean, I, I look at it this way. The future has come early. I think we are five to eight years earlier into the future. If you, if you think about schools, more schools are online. You think about more trade has been done online, of course, via electronic means, and more services are delivered uh, online, telemedicine, telelawyers, and digital acceptances and, 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 and signatures. And so this is definitely increasing. It's definitely accelerating. And so, of course, this ushers in, you know, the new normal that, that, that we keep on speaking about and hearing about. <clears throat> yeah. I want to say, of course, when on this journey, digital transformation journey, you know, I want to say that we should ensure as, as technologists, as vendors, as, as this industry players, we should ensure that the human element, you know, the people element is tightly woven into this digital transformation and journeys that we are all um, on and in. And so, you know, enterprises today, they exist because of people. So we need to ensure that the people element stays tightly woven into these uh, digital uh, fabrics, Aki. Nathan, I, 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 you know, when you use the word new normal, everybody's using new normal, right? But there's no alternative right. word to use, right? Because this is the new normal. I mean, I wish somebody would come up with new terminology, but it's the reality. And it's all driven by, by data and I guess that we're all trying to figure out, you know, where we're going to take it. Where's the next step? Where is this new normal going? Oh, man, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you. But just from my perspective, you know, we talk about data, the new normal, and, and what that all holds for us, you know. The truth is data has become the new global commodity. You know, data um, has, has surpassed the value, they say, has surpassed the value of oil. But, but in itself, data in, in itself is useless. You know, it's the capabilities, it's the machinery, it's the tools, it's the people, the processes, when correctly employed and deployed uh, to extract value from it, that's the real critical part. Yeah. I mean, if you think about World War II, right, there was the Enigma machine, you know, a lot of data was coming towards, you know, the Allied forces, a lot of data was intercepted, but they needed a Bletchley Park. They needed an Alan Turing to break the code and to gain value from data. So again, you know, data on its own is, is fairly useless, right? But we need the right technologies, people, processes to ensure that value from data is extracted. And, and really that's where enterprises, you know, enterprises need to capture the value of data. And again, yeah. employing the right technologies, people, processes, and of course, partnerships like ourselves, you know, in that process. Yeah, no, it's interesting you talk about the enterprises, and I actually wonder to myself, I mean, many of them have been on this journey as we've been talking about for a long time, adapting the data, but how ready are enterprises? Are they, are they adapting to this new change? Uh, are they keeping up with this new change of pace? Are they, for example, understanding what the customers are wanting? Are they interpreting this data in the right way? Because I'll tell you, one of the big things I'm picking up on is the, the readiness, number one, of these enterprises and yeah, when yeah, we yeah. often talk about customer experience, it's kind of interwoven, right, with all of the data that right. you're talking about. How ready are these enterprises for this, for this uh, journey that everyone is going on? 
I, I think you know when the pandemic broke, I think many uh, many enterprises, many of our customers, many businesses were out there. They were ready, and some were, were caught napping. And and so uh, you know going into the future, I think everybody's woken up to the fact that you know technology is here to stay. That digital is going to play perhaps the bedrock of all future business models, and and of course how we serve our customers and how do we deliver value. Our customers, and you mentioned customer experience. I think customer experience is going to be the single biggest issue for all enterprises and business businesses out there, business leaders out there, to ensure that they can stand out. You know, you can have the greatest technology, the greatest people, the, the, the greatest brand, but if you can't deliver true, exceptional, rich customer experiences, you know, I think you're going to fall uh, behind. You're going to be left behind. You're going to perhaps drift into irrelevance and obsolescence. So, so, so customers are really facing this big challenge of how do we now scale, how do we change, and shall we call it pivot? I hate that word, but anyway, shall we yeah, yeah. How do we pivot and change our business models to ensure that rich customer experiences are delivered to, to, to their customers and to our customers? And some are ready, some are not ready, but I guess all of us need to become more ready. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, Oracle is uh, one company that you, you guys are so data driven. You take all those data points, you make sense of them. And um, it, it's kind of difficult for some customers. I, I think most of the customers get it. In fact, we all get it. The data is the oil. Data is the most important thing. How, right. how are some of the, the challenges um, that businesses face around data be addressed? How do you make it yeah. easier for your customers from an Oracle point of view to really understand this importance of the data that we're talking about? And it's because it's really yeah. a big challenge, isn't it? I mean, if you just look at the, the vast amounts of data that we're creating, I mean, that in itself poses a massive challenge. Yeah. Kind of Oracle as a, as a thought leader, you guys understand where it's going and how it needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so number one, the biggest challenge on all serious business leaders' minds is security so top of mind is security like we say in, in, in real estate you know location 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 i think in the digital economy it's going to be about security 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 and and to give you a little bit of a fact right aki 45 to 50 percent of the world's enterprise data resides in an oracle database out there wow and so to your point you know we understand data you know we understand the constructs of data we understand you know how to manage secure and validate data and so yeah. i think we bring a lot of capability to our customers to ensure you know their most prized asset is protected is secure and we can build a moat around the data yeah and of course the other issue like you mentioned is volume right so yeah. so data is just exploding i call it you know three v's so volume variety and veracity and the question to our customers uh, is are you ready? Are your systems equipped? Are your people equipped to handle this new, you know, volume of data, variety of data? And of course, you know, the veracity, how good is that data? You know, does it mean anything to you? And so, you know, Oracle fits perfectly into that world of how do we monetize? How do we make sure data is secure? How do we make sure that our customers derive value from data? You talk about this digital transformation and, and how customers are driving this digital transformation because at the end of the day, it's, it's the customers that are, that, are, that are moving forward. They're saying, these are the demands that we want. Oracle adapts according to those particular demands. What are those important points that you're picking up with regards to businesses uh, that, that really need to consider with this, uh, this transformation that we're talking about in this? It's really a strategy and we're really going on to the unknown. 
But what advice can you give to those businesses and uh, that are going along this particular journey of transformation? Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think the biggest issue, uh, the most important um, aspect of the future is going to lie in partnerships. So, so my advice and, and, and my caution to our customers and to enterprises out there is to ensure that you pick the right partner. You know, there's a saying that says, um, don't just follow the headlines, follow the trend lines. And, you know, today we hear the headline is, you know, we are the biggest cloud provider. We have this, we have that. We are so much bigger, so much better. But the trend line really here is customers are seeking partnerships and, and, and technology partnerships that can deliver value across the entire enterprise, not just infrastructure, not just, uh, you know, platforms, not just business applications, but they're looking towards the market and they're looking towards us as an industry player for a complete suite of solutions that, um, you know, they can, uh, again, employ and derive value from and, 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 you know, of course, to take their businesses into the future. And what we saw in the past, and this is another thing I've, I've, I'm seeing, what we saw in the past, we spoke about server sprawl. You know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, there were, a, there, were, there were servers for everything, a server for that, a server for this, a server for that. And today we're seeing the same thing again happening. There's a cloud for this, a cloud for that, a cloud for this. <laughs> And so this is where Oracle comes in. You know, Oracle is uniquely positioned in the industry. So we can deliver a cloud service the way our customers want it. In their data centers, behind their firewalls, a, a private clouds, you know, public clouds, a hybrid cloud. And, and we really are uniquely positioned. You know, nobody else. And we say this boldly, but of course, with respect to our competitors, that nobody else out there in the industry can deliver what we can deliver to our customers. Yeah. But Natan, at the end of the day, it, this is all about security, right? Um, and, 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 you know, you've got everybody working remotely, you know, customers. I mean, most enterprises are pretty thin spread at the moment. Sure. And you often talk to experts and they say that security is the Achilles heel. A lot of the stuff is being automated in the background. And I know that at Oracle, you guys have got quite a bit of a sophistication happening in how you protect the data because it's critical. And, you know, I don't care how big an organization is. It's not if you're going to be hit. It's when you're going to be hit, right? And, and you, if you follow the right rules, obviously, you, you eliminate a lot of the threats. But when you look at some of the security breaches that we've seen in the last few months, when you look at the ransomware, when you look at, uh, you know, people working remotely, there are so many vulnerabilities out there. How are you guys helping uh, your enterprises, your customers, better protect their, their business data? Because if you get your, your data um, compromised, and, you know, if you look at Popey in the background with all of this playing out, yeah. there's some serious yeah. implications. Data is important to make it secure. Yeah, I think it, it goes back to my earlier point. You know, where security, security, security is is the new is the new um, hot topic. You know, for all, like you said, you know, serious business leaders. You know, and and, and again, you know, like you said, forty five to fifty percent of the world's enterprise data resides and sits in some uh, Oracle database out there. So we understand, you know, the implications and complications of data. Yeah. And so our customers are looking to us and, and, you know, asking us, how do we ensure our data is protected? Because everybody's after our data, right? Exactly. And, so, and so at every layer of our technology, whether it be infrastructure, whether it be platform, whether it be business applications, at every layer, there is security built in. There is security top of mind, encryption, you know, masking, redaction, all these uh, security technologies that, that we are familiar with, right? So we ensure that security is built in and, and it forms the premise it forms the bedrock of all our development, of all our technologies that we release out uh, into the market and to our customers. 
So again, you know, I believe that we are again uniquely positioned to ensure that our customers, you know, can can sleep happy at night and can sleep peaceful at night. One of the great CEOs of the of, of the country, one of the big major banks, he recently said the one thing that keeps him up at at, at night is cybersecurity and you know, on data security. And so yeah. that's where we come in. We ensure that we could, you know, protect. Uh, validate data, make sure data is good, and of course, ultimately ensure that value is extracted out of the data for our customers. But Nathan, I mean, cloud is your game, and I was just talking to somebody the other day, also actually a banking official, and we were just saying, imagine if this had happened 10 years ago. Uh, mm. We would have been in a completely different space when we look at the cloud and how, how mature the cloud has become, but at the same right. time, we're still undergoing quite a bit. You know, there's still, a, you know, there's, the, you know, people are kind of focusing. It's happening in the hybrid space. There's private cloud. There's, uh, you know, public cloud. But what advice can you give with this cloud journey that many organizations are going on? Um, yes, there are challenges. Yes, cloud adoption is at an all-time high, I would imagine, at Oracle. And yes. you just see the numbers globally. What's your advice sure. on that cloud adoption and where it's going and, what organizations should be doing with regards to the cloud? Well, number one, from a cloud perspective, like, okay, I have coined this term and, and hopefully one day I can make millions out of it. But anyway, I've coined it uh, cloud inclusivity. You know, many customers out there, they want to, they want to um, experience the value of cloud, you know, the elasticity, this, the self-service uh, element, the provisioning, et cetera. You know, they want to, but because of legislation, regulation, data sovereignty, or, or, or residency issues, latency issues, you know, time sensitive, sensitivity issues, you know, they can't experience the full true value of public cloud, uh, you know, capability and value. And, and so that's where we come in. You know, we, 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 like I mentioned earlier on, you know, we can deliver a cloud experience to our customers the way they want it. So we've basically brought the public cloud capability and value to our customers and then we plonk it, shall we call it, in their data centers, behind the firewalls, and we run and manage and operate it as yes. if it was sitting somewhere else. And that takes care, of course, of all the uh, regulatory issues and, and residency issues, time sensitivity, et cetera, et cetera. And so, again, you know, unique in, in the industry. That's, that's what we bring to our customers. And, and that's what they've been asking for. Everybody wants to participate, but some are going to be left behind. And we've really listened to our customers to ensure that you know, we have solutions that will make, make everybody part of this cloud journey. So, so, so there's a, a cloud in their data center managed and delivered by us. There's hybrid cloud, of course, private and, and public, and then there's That's hybrid right. in between. And of course, then there's the, the full public um, cloud suite that we offer to our customers and many, many, many thousands of customers are enjoying it. In fact, the very technology that we're using right now, Zoom, is one of our biggest customers that is on the Oracle cloud infrastructure. Really, I, that's interesting. I, I'd love yeah. to know the stats on, on, on how much data is going through those Zoom servers. It, it must be quite astonishing when you consider every day how many people are using this platform. I can tell you anecdotally, it's probably in the petabytes of data you know, per hour per day. So if you pay me enough, I'll, I'll get the data for you. No, listen, I, I find it fascinating. You know, when, you know, pre-COVID, we, we weren't talking petabytes. I mean, people spoke about petabytes occasionally. Now it's just an everyday occurrence. When you look at all of these exactly. video servers and the amount of data that's being created, it's, it's quite astonishing. And just the other day, I was in a, one of our big data centers in, in, in Isando, and uh, it, it's astonishing just to realize how much is happening in those data centers. And, you know, most people now coming online, putting data centers on, African soil, I guess that's making a massive difference from a latency point of view and a data sovereignty point of view. But 
right now, you've got a lot of these C-suite executives, CIOs, CISOs, CXOs, I mean, all the C people mm -hmm. that are making all these strategic decisions, watching this particular video, listening to me talking to Nathan Ragothan, who's the Director of Cloud Infrastructure at Oracle, mm -hmm. what advice can you give these, these executives as they navigate through these very challenging waters right now and this incredible transformation that's happening around us? And I guess the sense that I'm getting is a lot of people are are being very strategic about the next move and where it's going to yeah, go to. Yeah. So where do you see this landscape? What advice can you give these C-suite executives? You know, Aki, from my perspective, I mean, we interact with many executives on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, you know, and we hear many different perspectives, many different fears, many different uh, opinions, you know, and the, the one thing that is common amongst most of them is, yes. is inertia, is, 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 the, is, the, is the notion of let's wait and see you know i i had a lecturer in, in in you know during my business studies he said and, and i'll and I'll, I'll repeat it the way he says it he drops his glasses like this and he says we are living in a world that is constantly and rapidly changing and so, and so my advice to to these c-suite executives that we that we constantly interact with and engage with is don't sit back and wait you know the future that we spoke about is here and in fact it's changing so rapidly and constantly that you know um, inertia or the 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 the, the, the indecision is going to lead to ultimate uh, irrelevance or obsolescence and so of course you need to be prudent of course you need to have governance when it comes to investment decisions and te technology adoption but don't be uh, too strict and don't wait too long to make a decision you know i have a wife and two kids and you know these guys they want me to make a decision as quickly as possible of course you know all these things need to be uh, calculated and like you said with governance and uh, of course with uh, with prudence but the biggest issue is, is is wait and see the wait and see attitude the wait and see um, you know mentality so you know we live in a world that's changing it has changed and who knows what the future holds for us but let's be sure that you know we have we have we have we have, we have data um, we, that can make that can lead to you know decisions and and, and decisions can be made quickly and 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 you know with 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 uh, with immense uh, predictability and of course uh, value once a decision has been made. So inertia is the biggest issue. I would say C-suites take your time, think about it, do your due diligence, but make a decision sooner or later. Nathan, are you still finding that that gap when when we talk about all this transformation? We talk about money and a lot of budgets that were planned you know, in 18 months from now have now all been brought forward. Are you still uh, finding that the C-suite guys still have to uh, make an, a good argument to a board level for them to get the finances to make these things happen? Are the guys above that, are guys at board level, are they understanding how important strategically this digital transformation is this year in particular? I think a lot of uh, a lot of executives, not just CIOs and CISOs, and, and you know uh, executives involved in technology, uh, are tech savvy. I think I think CEOs, CFOs, CMOs, CHROs, you know, all these uh, C-suite executives. There's a, there's a big 
um, appreciation for technology. And, and back to my earlier point, you know, yes, there's still a lot of governance, there's still a lot of you know bureaucracy in in getting decisions made. But I think everybody's woken up to the fact that you know, if if we we sit back and wait, you know, our future might be irrelevant, or we might be irrelevant. You know, our, competi- our competitors are, are passing us by. There's a saying that says, you know, it's not the big that eat the small these days; it's the fast that eat the slow. And and so that is, you know, uh, we see these executives, you know, um, making decisions slow still. But I think everybody's woken up to the fact that you know, decision making has to be, uh, you know, um, has to increase and and it has to be uh, made very quickly. Uh, but of course, yeah. we appreciate, you know, we deal with a lot of enterprises, a lot of listed organizations. There's a lot of governance and 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 committees that you know decisions have to be taken through. But I think you know everybody's woken up to the fact that you know decision making has to increase. Nathan, I know that you um, you focus on the SADC region as well, and I mean, you look at right. you look at South Africa. We we're a pretty mature market. How are our neighbours faring when it comes to connectivity and the cloud infrastructure? Because I know many of those routes come through our uh, data centres over here, um, but right. of course there are latency issues, and connectivity has improved dramatically in the last five years. We need to be honest. But um, for South African companies doing business with the neighboring countries in the SADC region, uh, are, are they okay with the connectivity issues that we talk about? Okay, it is amazing, right? So, so, so the one way for you to learn anything is to really experience, to learn about anything is really to experience it. And, you know, I've tra- traveled extensively across SADC and many other countries in, in the yeah. world. And, and particularly SADC, right? When you get there, you know, we read headlines, we read news and snippets, we, we, we hear, you know, stories about it. But until you get there, you really understand that, you know, we're dealing with, with, with true professionals on the other side, you know, they are, they are so committed in, in ensuring that, you know, they are not left behind. And right. then so, yes, of course, latency, bandwidth, and then data center capacity in the rest of Southern Africa is an issue. But that, you know, takes me back to my earlier point where I spoke about, you know, we bring in the cloud capability to our customers. And that's really what we call cloud customer, you know. So, so customers that can't, uh, you know, uh, appreciate and fully participate in public cloud, that's where, you know, we take it to them. Many customers also, might I say, many customers um, will, will perhaps never adopt a fully cloud model. And, yes. and so again, you know, we fit a perfect space for those customers. You know, we have a perfect solution for that. Many customers, unfortunately, in SADC in the rest of Africa, they still, you know, want to feel and touch and, and, and hold onto infrastructure. You know, and for those customers, we have, we have standalone solutions and, 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 and infrastructure product uh, solutions that, you know, um, that, you know, is, is perhaps uh, better suited for them as opposed to, you know, public cloud or even hybrid cloud. So, so our, our neighbors, definitely our counterparts in Africa, they are so eager to adopt and so eager to experience, you know, the benefits and the value of, of technology yeah. and, and digital and, of course, cloud, cloud capabilities. Nathan Ragavan, thank you so much for sharing those insights. Nathan Ragavan is the Director for Cloud Infrastructure at Oracle for the South Africa region as well as the SADC region, sharing some fascinating insights. Nathan, thank you for your time. We wish you well at Oracle and success going forward.